You're listening to the King's Church Podcast. Visit us online at kingswisbeach.org.uk. Hello. Um, this is first time um, I've been able to preach since uh, last July. Um, as many of you, I assume, know, um, I got sepsis last year. Um, and that effectively knocked me out. And for those of you who at times feel weak, I can assure you I've now had a true experience of what feeling weak is. So um, I, um, I've taken six months to recover. It's a pleasure to be here. But if I'm being totally frank and honest, um, yeah, at this precise moment, my heart is going very quickly. Um, so I'm going to pray now. So, Father, I thank you for who you are. I thank you that you are here now and I thank you that you're in the praises of the children who are singing, that you're in the hearts of each of us here, that as we turn to you, you turn, you're just there with us. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're here moving among us. I praise you that it doesn't matter who we are, it doesn't matter how we got here, doesn't matter whether we've had a good morning, a bad morning, whether last week was good, whether we're under pressure and water's leaking in through the basement, or whether the sun's shining and we're all happy and content. Thank you that you've brought us to this place, to this moment, to this time. And what we ask, Lord, is we want to hear your voice. We simply want to know what you've got to say to us. So, Father, take my stumbling and feeble words and you use them. Holy Spirit, speak to each of our hearts. Speak to my heart. And may you help us to know your will and to just draw closer to you and to walk more fully in your ways. We give you this time. Amen. Now... As I was recovering from my um, sepsis, um, gradually I started. I came back to church. I missed quite a few Sundays. Um, I came back to the meetings that we were having, and then um, in November, um, during one of the meetings, for the first time in quite a while, um, I felt God asked me to come and say something. And I, some of you may remember, I came up to the front and I just shared a very short word, which was, "You're not here by accident." Now it caught me by surprise because I certainly wasn't, I didn't feel up to that at that moment in time. But two, I hadn't even got any of those thoughts in my head. Um, I wasn't thinking about that at all. Um, but when God gives you a word, then obviously the, uh, my hope is for you and for myself is that I come and obey it. And if that's delivering it. So I've delivered the word, but then afterwards, as is often the case for those who preach and those who, uh, you know, when God gives you something like this, um, he then often speaks to you more than to everybody else. And, you know, so he spoke to me about the fact that we're not here. There is no one, and I'll reiterate that now, and if you haven't heard this word before, please hear it now. There is no one in this room there is no one in the children's group there. There is no one who has started meeting with us who is meeting with us by accident. God wants you to know, however you got here, wherever you came from, you are here because he wants you here. 
Now, what does that mean? What does it mean? So, so what we've what I asked Matt to read was the passage out of Romans 12. And in Romans 12, it describes the body, and we'll look at that in a minute. In Corinthians 12, it's, it's expanded further, the whole concept of this body. So if you want to read more about it, there are your two passages, Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 12. Read after this is finished, and you'll get more out of it. But what does it mean for us today? When you think of the King's Church, what do you think of? Historically, we tend to think of churches, in England anyway, as buildings. And people will often look for a building when we talk about a church. But of course, that's not what the Bible teaches at all. The Bible teaches that we are the church. That's why Jane used that song. We are the church. You and I are the building blocks that make up this church. The King's Church is us. It is not this space. And wherever we are, that is where the King's Church is. And whatever we're interested in, that's what the King's Church is interested in. And whenever our bits of our, of our lives are impacted, the King's Church is being impacted. And whenever we're celebrating, the King's Church is celebrating. So Margaret, you and your family and all that you're going through, the, the pain and the celebration, that is the King's Church. The King's Church is going through that with you. And whether we acknowledge it, whether we even know about it, we as a church respond and act and we, we have input and, out, and output from all the actions of all of us, whether it's in a hospital, whether it's receiving, as a baby, receiving support from you know, our parents, whether it's retired, whether whatever work we're doing, whether it's in school, wherever we are, whether we're working from home, whatever it is, that is the King's Church operating. We are the King's Church. Now, the passage in Romans that Matt read, I just want to read you again the first three, um, three verses or so. And this is Paul writing, and he's writing to the church in Rome, and he's encouraging that group of people. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. I don't know what you think about yourself. I don't know whether you regard yourself as being good or bad. Whether you see yourself as being strong or weak, skilled or unskilled. Whether you think actually if you met God, he'd pay you any attention at all. You know, I've, I've been privileged in my life on a couple of occasions. I met the then Prince Charles 
now Charles III. And the, the time of meeting him on, on two occasions, everything was really exciting, posh clothes, all the rest of it. I met him for probably in that, all that time for a combined total of three minutes. We said some pretty banal things to each other. Um, and he went on his way. And I bet if you went to Prince Charles now and said, do you remember Keith Smith? He'd type a look at you and go... Now, do I remember him? Yes, because I felt he was important. Does he remember me? I can't believe he would. When we meet with the King of Kings, he knows your name. He knows everything about you. Do you know there's nothing in your life that he does not know? There might be things that you wish you could hide. He knows all about it. You might be ashamed of something. He knows. You might think actually you're the best in the world at something. He knows that as well and he actually knows whether you are. He knows you inside out. The question is, how are you behaving? What are you doing? Because Jesus and, and God, God the Father and the Holy Spirit want us to be as enthusiastic as Katrina when Matt said, who wants the other box? Me, I'll too, I'll too. This passage is not saying that, you know, if we don't present ourselves to God, he doesn't know us. What it's saying is, do you want to come and present yourself to God? Do I? Do I want to come and stand openly in front of the Father? And I've made choices in my life where I've had to choose this. When I was ill, part of what God was challenging me on was, are you happy to just be? Open yourself up and just go, well, here I am, Dad. There was a point there where I actually said, well, okay, if I die, I'm going to die. Here I am. This is me. So I don't know. I, I, it's a genuine question. Obviously, I'm not expecting you to verbalise it now. But what, would, what do you think of yourself? Are you prepared just to walk into the Father's presence and go, here I am? This is me. Because that's what he's asking. That's what he's saying. Paul's saying, are you prepared to do that? Because if we're prepared to go into God's presence and just go, here I am, then God can talk to us. He wants us to know his will. He wants to share life with us. I, am, I, I use um, version, which is a Bible app, to do my daily readings. And at the moment, I'm reading from um, a daily reading from Nicky Gumbel. And he, um, he talks through different Bible passages and um, just shares his views. But Nick, Nicky Gumbel's the vicar at Holy Trinity Brompton. And um, he's been doing that role now for a considerable period of time. And he's, he's a wise man. He put 
He put this in one of the, the passages actually on Friday, which is why it's particularly here. He says, he was you know, writing to, to anybody reading it. You might say that God is not interested in your life. Or that you are too sinful. Have made too many mistakes. That you're useless, you have no gifts. You're too weak. You're too young. You're too old. And so on. This is simply not true. All those reasons we say why God doesn't want, might not want us, is just not true. This passage tells us that God wants us to offer our whole lives to him, not just the bits we want to show him, but to offer all of us. He says, God designed you with a purpose in mind God loves you he has a specific unique and glorious destiny for you he promises to guide you God's purpose for you is bigger is bigger than your mistakes stronger than your weakness And I don't need to ask you whether you believe that, because actually it's true whether you believe it or not. The only person who's impacted by whether you believe it or not is you. It is true. Accept it. Take this into it. I, I, for me, I'm, I'm learning, I'm trying to learn how to take this into my very being and accept it. That God accepts me as I am at this moment in time. He knows it. Now, he wants me to renew my mind. He wants me to be renewed. He wants me to change my thinking. Don't think like the world thinks anymore, Paul says. Allow your mind to be changed. Not by yourself. Don't change your own mind. Allow God to change it. And have a true view of who you are. Because you are part of this King's Church. You are not here by accident. And God wants us to be one family working together. Not at your best. But as you are. Now, what does that mean? What does that actually mean? If we're all part of this one family, what is this family? What have we done? Well, the oversight seers and, and, and leaders, prayed, we spent a lot of time praying. Clive was given a vision um, several years ago now where we have three, we, we've been given three tasks, if you like, three strands to who we are as a group. And those three strands, I hope you're starting to know, but they're on the posters and, and so on around the place. But the first strand was love God. The second one was build relationships. Build relationships with each other here, us. And the third was serve the community. Serve the community we're in. So let's just very quickly explain what that means. So love God. 
What is God calling you to do? It might be today, he might be asking you as part of the body to be part of the body that just really focuses on loving him. Focuses on prayer. Focuses on reading the Bible. Focuses on understanding what Jesus was saying when he was on the earth. Focusing on understanding what the, the letters teach us. And then living it out. Living it out. That might be what God's calling you to do now. Do it with all your passion. Do it with all your heart. Love God. The second one is build relationships. Well, if God's calling you to that, then that means practice hospitality. Invite people to your home. Have meals together. Go out for coffee. Go to the cinema. Chat to each other. Play card games. Go and do whatever you do. If you watch sport, watch it together. If you're a weight trainer, go and weight train with somebody in the church. If, if you love walking, walk with people. Invite people along. But as well as that, you'll need to forgive them because they will do things that get right up your nose. Okay, so let's be clear. We will do things that really annoy each other. Okay, you will need to act mercifully because sometimes the people in this room will do things that are just wrong. I will do things that are wrong. And sometimes I'll be emotional. And I will do things irrationally because at that moment in time, for whatever reason, I'm acting out of emotion. It might not be a good thing, but let's just face facts. It's going to happen. So we might need to offer mercy to each other. But whatever it is, however you build relationships, if that's what God's calling you to, build relationships. Maybe you become the glue that holds us all together. Maybe God will use that cup of coffee to change somebody's way of thinking. You just don't know. Every little bit, every small part builds in to the whole. Or maybe God's asking you to serve the community. Okay? Well, that could be literally a thousand things. What's your job? Do it with all your heart. Don't do it because your boss says it. Do it because God says it. Be the best. Be the person in the building that everybody comes to because you, they need you. Or, or if you're the, you're the person, perhaps you're not, you don't like. Let's be frank. Perhaps you don't like other people particularly. You'd rather be on your own. Okay, so focus. Deliver the best possible work you can do. Share the gospel in whatever way you can. If that's practically doing things, great. If you're the one that can talk, wonderful. We all can't do it, can we? I can't. There's loads of times when I get embarrassed about things. And then there are other times I can have a conversation as simply as that. And it can be in your work. It could be join the council, become a local, local yeah, member of a council, go and become the MP, go and start a charity, go and do a sponsored walk, go and do the fun run around Wisbeach and get to know people. It doesn't matter how we serve the community is irrelevant. It's the fact that you're doing it that's important. And it's the fact that God's called you to do it. So if he calls you to do something, just do it. Don't go, I can't do it. Just do it. 
Now, these are all challenges to me. I'm, I certainly do not do all these things. Ask Anna. Okay? Am I the best husband in the world? No. But I want to try. I'd like to have my mind transformed. And I'd like to do it God's way. So at the start of this year, I believe God's asking us one simple thing. Right? Are you prepared to give me you? Are we just prepared to offer ourselves as we are? If we are, he'll transform us. And the other part to this is you don't do it alone. We do it together. And wonderfully, and the reason the sermon was today called Empowered is because God's promise is he will give you the Holy Spirit. When you're in those situations talking to people, when you're doing that work, when you're feeling upset, when you're angry, when you wish everybody else would go away, when you don't know what to do, when you're anxious, when you're in the middle of the night and you're wide awake and you don't know why, the Holy Spirit is there and will empower you to do what God wants you to do. He will help you. He'll support you. He'll encourage you. He'll challenge you. So, my request to you, God's request to me, what are we going to do this year? What you do is what the King's Church does. You're not here by accident. You're supposed to be here. We are linked. Sorry about that. We are linked. So, Father, we come to you. We don't come to you as the great. We come to you as the weak. How many people across Great Britain will ever say anything good about Wisbeach? But you've called us here. So, Lord, we want, we want to just commit ourselves and this this year, us as a church, as a family, we want to just give it to you and say, Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done. And help us, Father, we pray. Fill us. Fill us and help us to do what you want us to do. Thank you. Now, just before, just before you switch off, one thing. Matt said, in, uh, for the second part... Okay. He said you might want to share something out to the sermon. I don't know whether you do or not. But let me say this. Let me say this. We need to talk to each other. We need to admit our weaknesses and our strengths and we need to say things. If God's inspired you now, then tell us. Tell us. This isn't a word that I've had. Uh, Alison, I'm going to quote you. Is that okay? So, Alison, New Year felt what the Lord was saying for us is, behold, I'm about to do a new thing. And the prophecy goes on, do not see it, for it springs up. So, I'm very inspired by Keith's word this morning. And maybe the new thing God is going to do is within us and through us. 
and it's going to be exciting to see what there is. Thank you.